This is the Dennis Miller Option. Your source of opinions, stories, and laughs from comedian slash comedian Dennis Miller and his guy Friday Christian Blatt. So let's light that candle, Hiroshi. Ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Miller! Hey, folks. Welcome to the Dennis Miller Option. And you know what I'm going to do today, Christian, because it's, uh, first off, I'm going to name these dates because I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. And do you know, right out of the box, man, you get hit with a lot of advertising and I was always trying to smooth mine in, but he gets to his stuff right off the bat. So I'm going to get to my dates with Stein right off the bat today. Sorry, but Mark Stein and I are going out on the road for our deplorable, what's it called? Adorable, adorable, deplorable, deplorables. Um, Reading, Pennsylvania, Friday, February 22nd. I was talking to a guy on the radio the other day, Christian. He was supposedly in Philly and in a key market to sell tickets in Reading. You know, they told me this is the this is the depot that you want to sell these. Sure. And I was also in uh, I'm in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, with Mark on uh, March 2nd. I might as well finish these off. Reading, Pennsylvania, Friday, February 22nd. Syracuse, New York, Saturday, February 23rd. Rochester, New York, Friday, March 1st. Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, Saturday, March 2nd. And uh, I can tell you, I've had uh, gone out to dinner with Mark to talk about all this. And we're funny together. Let's just put it that way. Uh, In that we bolted on the check. No. Um, (laughs) I'd pay to watch that. So I'm with this... uh, this guy who's supposedly the linchpin of selling ducats in this part of the country. He goes, uh, he'll be in Reading, Pennsylvania, and Wilkes Bar. <laughs> I thought, yeah, he's got a stranglehold on these dates. Isn't that, uh, is there some, you know what happens, you know what they call it when you uh, take a nap in Wilkes Bar? I don't think I know. Wilkes Epstein Bar. <sighs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. That's all I got. Hey, um, have you ever seen a thing called uh, a Fawn in the Afternoon, Afternoon of the Fawn? N- no. Mind-boggling uh, documentary about this girl who in the late 50s, early 60s, and I'm blanking on her name now. I've seen the documentary twice. I'm so fascinated by it. She was George Ballantine's muse and then Jerome Robbins' muse. And she was willowy and beautiful and sexy for a ballerina. You know, uh, a little more Sid Charisse than Audrey Hepburn. And she gets, well, she gets, uh, well, she, she gets uh, polio. Oh. And uh, at her peak... And then she lives into her 70s. But I'm telling you, it is the most fascinating testimony to the human spirit. This girl is in the epicenter of the fabulous world of ballet. Right. She is sought after by the two Yoda and Obi-Wan of the biz. Um, She's the principal dancer. And uh, they're going over to Europe to do a performance and they get inoculated with the new polio vaccine. The troop does as they board the plane. She, afraid of needles, um, does not get the vaccination. Comes back and gets polio. And is from age, her mid-20s on, goes from being 
the uh, the the leading the mask of Nefertiti, as it were, for lithe movement of a woman to just completely incapable of using her body, and somehow survives. It's like that. Uh, whose life is it anyway? Do you remember that great movie? That I uh, remember. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like that, but it's true. And here's the weird thing: Balanchine, before they go over, choreographs a bit for her called Fawn in the Afternoon. It's based on somebody's famous piece of music. I'm sorry, I'm a bit of a neophyte on this. Um, where it's about a fawn dying in the afternoon. He choreographs it for a polio telethon. What? And she dances it. Now, now can, can life get any weirder than this? Young girl at the center of it, Balanchine falls for, choreographs a piece that they like attached to the the new polio thing, you know, the, when it was really you know at its uh, worst, and the vaccine, and she she uh, falls on the stage in the thing, and then goes over to dance that in Europe, and does not get the thing because she's afraid of needles, and gets it. It's mind-boggling. So, I'm telling uh, you, it's one of the most mind-boggling documentaries I've ever seen. Her name was Tanaquil Leclerc. Yeah, Tanny. Leclerc. Yeah, Tanny. Tanny and Leclerc. The, uh, the piece of music was by Claude Debussy. Debussy. Or, as my grandfather would have said, Debussy. Yeah. And he's, uh, well, Claire de Lune, Le Maire, amazing stuff, beautiful stuff. This probably is third piece, not that I'm a... Listen, I'm not trying to pitch myself as uh, Sibelius as Caddy here, but I know a little bit about it, uh, him, because I love Claire de Lune so much. And I'd say it's his third most famous piece of music. And, folks, if you get a chance, is it called Afternoon of the Fawn or Fawn in the Afternoon? Uh, um, it is called Afternoon of a Fawn, and then uh, Tanakil Leclerc is the subtitle. Well, watch the piece on Tannekill Leclerc or Tanny Leclerc dancing at the beginning of her career and tell me, you know, usually you don't walk away from ballerinas thinking, uh, wow, what an amazingly sexy woman. <laughs> you know, it's usually what a beautiful woman, what a lithe woman, what a talented woman. If only what... she'd eat a sandwich. <laughs> yes. Well, this, this girl's just like uh, it, she had it all and uh, all taken away. And yet it is such a testimony to the indefatigability of the human spirit at the end of the hour and a half. And she makes it into her 70s. I, I mean, can you, can you imagine not wanting to curl up and die when you're in your late 20s and they pronounce that you're never going to walk or be able to move again? And you were the, uh, the crossroads of movement. Really, sometimes life. Now, that being said, I'm watching, I started watching another, uh, and did I give the dates? Reading, Pennsylvania, Feb 22nd of next year. Syracuse, New York, and Tawny wouldn't mind. Coffees no, for no, closers. No. Feb understood. 23rd. Yeah. Rochester, New York, March 1st. Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, March 2nd. Remember we had Judy Collins on once and she was all, <laughs> you know, the misty-eyed folk I'm, singer. And Christ, it was like Willie Loman <laughs> in tie-dye. Yeah, she just hit it so hard. I'd say, what? What is your spiritual beliefs? Did I tell you I've got a boot app? Yeah, I believe Gene no, Simmons didn't. called in and said, "Hey, can you uh, can you ease up on the plugs, please?" It was unbelievable. Hey, that's a nice hippie blouse. I made it with my own batik kit, the Judy <laughs> Collins batik kit. <laughs> Shut up. We got to find that clip somewhere and play that. God, that was hilarious. I, uh, I, know I was someone... so off her at the end. 
Yeah, because she uh, was. And on top of that, she wasn't particularly nice. You no, know, I mean, she wasn't. Uh, fuck that sweet Judy Blue Eyes. She was cranky, <laughs> avaricious Judy Blue Eyes. It's because we all like our local bookstores, point. don't we, Dennis? Yeah, it was like that. I get to the point where I want to say, it's getting to the point where you're no fun anymore. <laughs> I am not green. <laughs> all right. Um, what I'm going to do today is tidy up all these. Christian has sent me a bunch of topics. And I was looking at them. There must be 30 of them. There are. Now, I didn't want to look at them in detail, sure. but I wanted to go through and just tidy these up today so you don't have to feed me stuff. But we'll clean the uh, we'll clean up the, the uh, Glenn Beck chalkboard today. Oh, that's good. And by the way, why isn't Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the NFL concussion protocol? <laughs> well, you clearly those, exhibiting some signs. You know those doctors are clear anybody to go back on the field, though, even <laughs> now. you know, I, I, think, uh, I think she needs to maybe see a real doctor. Now, I didn't see her at the Combine last year, but did anybody get a wonder look score on her? <laughs> let, me, let me see if, if Rich Eisen will answer that question for us. <laughs> okay. Um, I asked for a 40 time, and they said that it took her a day and a half to count to 40. <laughs> what a moron, Ocasio Court. You know, I, I was talking to O'Reilly last week for the first time in ages. Hey. I was teasing him because he has a bachelor's from Boston University. He also went undergrad to Marist College like I did. Well, that that isn't the point of the thing. Here we're talking about I mean, it's good that you – go ahead, take it back. Hey. Lou for your, I don't want people to forget I'm here, Dennis. Get your skin shine. Me too, okay? I had, I had something but good getting in there and tackling it and <laughs> making sure it didn't get anywhere. Hey, what's Maris like? Let's talk. What's the student union? What was your favorite well, burger team- topping? And shut the fuck up. I was on a joke. Our team's Jesus called the Red Foxes. Christian. No stuffing, I told the wife of Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't want to get accused of fat shame of the turkey. <laughs> So no, no. Uh, you know what's funny to me is you watch come May or June of next year, and you've seen her lately. I I, I know that the people on the left think she's uh, brilliant and possibly the savior of the what two hundred and forty odd year republic. I don't find her that smart. I guarantee you, she will be offered double figure honorary doctorates. Uh, come the spring can you imagine all the uh, ivy league schools queuing up to offer ocasio cortez an honorary doctorate and uh, as i said i tease a rally i go hey uh, that boston university thing that is a you got to be proud of that sheepskin huh he said it was a little harder when i was there miller <laughs> anyway like wild monday night game i was a little fucked i had the under but uh, oh. <laughs> see what I did there. I do. Bill Nelson acquiesces in Florida. Now he can go back to his true calling, trying to bend spoons, using only his mind, having it feed back on him and blowing out his frontal lobes. What it, he looks like he has uh, Brendan Fraser film scarab beetles in his ethmoid sinuses. <laughs> Old hump bra. That's my nickname for him, hump bra. All right, I'm just ticking off some jokes I, I here that it. I wrote before I went on. Can't wait to see Rocky Pie this weekend. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I see where the uh, Cleveland Browns are thinking of exhuming the uh, body of former Secretary of State Dean Rusk and making him quality control coach. 
another one. <laughs> if I was DeSantis, I would have said I don't accept your second concession because I accepted the first one. Um, and Republicans are now more whipped than a pre-fish Mr. Limpet. All right, that's oh. all I have. Now we're going to go over. Pre-fish Mr. Limpet. I like that a lot. Thanks. You remember he was completely. Yeah. Because really, isn't that not the end of the world as you know it? No. Uh, Do you remember I, that phrase? Didn't people used to use that? Yeah, they they you used to you used to be whipped, you know. But now, all right, well, take it out. Leave all this part in so they can imagine what it was. But you have to take out the actual thing because yeah. I'd like to continue to work. How's about that? Not hard, but at age sixty-five, I don't want to quit tomorrow because some fuckhat gets pissed off on the internet. What a world. There's a lot of pissed off people on the internet. Oh, what a world. Cranky, cranky, cranky. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so I started watching two things last night. I watched 40 minutes of the uh, On the Other Side of the Wind documentary. Have you seen it that Ben recommended? I, I haven't, but it's like at the top of my queue oh, now because Christ. I want to see it so badly. Get the to a monitor because uh, it is brilliant. It's Wells that is most bodacious, arrogant. And how's about this for Orson Wells? For all his foibles and all his character flaws and all his uh, self-sabotage, how's about, does anybody remember interesting people? <laughs> Christ, he's so interesting in this first 40 minutes. And you're thinking, no, he wouldn't even get off the pad now saying half the things he's saying. I don't know why we've decided to live in an intellectually inert era, but we have. I don't think it's most of us, but I think the ones, the gatekeepers, are so vociferous that you don't want to get on their bad side. And I think they have a way of Hester printing you, you know, marking you with a scarlet letter easily now, with you know, the scarlet hashtag. So you're screwed. But all I know is it shut it down. It's not nearly as interesting. I know when I'm places now and somebody hints at something that I think could be volatile, I think for a second, oh, what are they looking for there? An honest answer or do they want to find me out on something? And I just shut up. How's that? Is that a good thing? Well, I guess that's our thing now. We've evolved to the point where we're reticent to engage or share with each other. That's great. We've come across the ultimate communicative tool in the history of mankind since the stylus, and we've decided to hold each other hostage with it. Absolutely beautiful. Um, oh, Christ, I'm running over my cord again. And I don't even mean my mic cord, my umbilical cord. <laughs> I went to one of those 24-hour clinics in a strip mall out in Van Nuys, and they didn't take it all off. He told me there's an extra 40 bucks. I wasn't covered, so I still have a bit of a dangler as far as an umbilical cord goes, and occasionally I'll step on it and trip, and the kids laugh, but I don't tell them it hurts. It hurts me. And I don't even mean physically. I mean spiritually, Christian. Oh, I know how you mean it. Huh? Listen, this was my life tether in the, in the amniotic sac, and now I'm playing double dutch with it. And do you know how that hurts me? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm right, right now you sound like Ed McMahon on the night where you know the extra night we had an extra too much to drink and he's like no you don't know I've been down there to the right. San Diego Zoo oh folks you have to watch it Johnny's so beautiful Johnny knows he's been drunk from lunch and Johnny's like I'm taking a hit off a cigarette laughing and Ed's like overly emotional about the, the guy from the zoo or the chick from the zoo Joe 
he's overly defending him, and Johnny's just howling, and he looks at Ed, and he says, uh, uh, do you want me to get a cot out here for you? <laughs> <laughs> a cot! Oh, it's one of the, it's got to be one of the five best things I've ever seen on TV. But you um, want to talk about things that, you know, wouldn't fly now. You have somebody on a late night. To, like if Guillermo, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's uh, uncle, who's the uh, security guard, if he'd had a, too much to drink, he'd have to go away for a few months. You know, I, I, I must confess, I've been on Jimmy now, and he is nice to me, but I have not seen the show. So uh, he has a an Ed McMahon, because I didn't have one that night. I was sitting there alone. No, he's, he's a, it's like a guy who stands at the door who's sort of a de facto security guard, and uh, he, do, he doesn't really you know guard anything. He's just sort of there for and a vacation. And he gets struck? No, no, no. I mean, if oh. he did. I didn't I didn't want to you know cast aspersions on any of the well, members. Well, listen, of- I, I thought that first... Uh, bolo you threw around my ankles comedically a few minutes ago was a showstopper but this one is absolutely genius you've got a story here about Mm -hmm. somebody i don't know who who could not be drunk but he doesn't drink look don't blame me i didn't even come in today (laughs) i'll say i'll say (laughs) this this is like r2d2's throwing a little hologram of you in a hooded cape saying Let me shut you down, Obi Wan. And yet, you're still our only hope. <laughs> is that what she said? That is what she said. Christ, says. I forgot that you had committed it to fucking memory, like the ABCs. Christian's death rattle <laughs> will be uh, Jabba the Hutt's menu order. Um, I'm more of a Jar Jar guy. Jabba, why, why did Jabba get so big? <laughs> what? What was Jabba's deal that he was that fat? And was he not Harvey Weinstein before Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> he was. He literally he just laying there. I was thinking it's Weinstein. And you know what? You know what? I remember most about that movie. I think it was that movie. But isn't there some big Freudian hole in a sand dune that's really disturbing? Mm-hmm. Yeah the the Sarlacc pit. Oh, yeah. the what? The Sarlacc pit. Didn't need it. <laughs> I don't know what to, what is that? When I go walking on the beach, if I come across a rock that's sticking out, you know, not not like a little shell or a conch uh, or a dead body, <laughs> but an actual boulder. You ever see that on the beach? that sure. sticks out. And sometimes they have sea eczema on them, little pockings in that. A l- little buildup, husk, mole. I can't look at that. What is that? Well, didn't we find there was a name for it once? Fear of tiny little well-defined things. There's some sort of phobia. And Christian, I wasn't casting aspersions at you when I said fear of tiny little well-defined things. No, I know. It it wasn't personal (laughs) slag at you. There's some sort of phobia that is predicated on ordered ridges uh, of little uh, apertures and stuff. And I've got it. Because I can't look at shit like that, and that hole in the dune still fucks me up. Tripophobia, an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. See? Can you believe something exists for everybody? <laughs> now, in my way of thinking, there were a bunch of scientists way back in the 1800s. Let's say, is that when Louis Pasteur was? Or I don't know any of those guys. But, you know, germ guys, Van Leeuwenhoek. Yeah. They'd all be sitting around the nerd club claiming what they invented. And they were all getting laid. And then this guy came in and he go, what have you invented, phobic-wise? Freud over <laughs> here is pitching, making love with your mother, and Christ, you can't believe how many women he's closing in bistros. <laughs> and the other guy said, uh, 
I haven't invented anything. You better go home and uh, get your ducks in a row because we're all scoring madly along with music composers, and you're you're at home. Uh, well, I don't think they invented the phrase masturbation, and it was called soloing. <laughs> so the guy goes home, and he's p- pining over what to invent, and he thinks, orderly, get your ducks in a row, he said. Orderly, rigid. And he comes up with, what's it called? Uh, let's see, tripophobia. Tripo. Oh, well, then that works perfectly because you know when I get it is when I see tripe. Perfect. Have you ever seen tripe? Do you know what that is? I, it's a small. It's like fish, stomach right? lining or oh. something. Man, I really didn't know what it was. Well, you go to a meat store and sometimes they have it hanging there, and it's like it, it is the very definition of tripophobia because it's got all these little squares sticking out of it, and literally, I can oh. get weak in the knees looking. I'd rather see a rat. And, you know, one time I saw a rat playing with an abacus, and that was like the peak of it for me. Because, you know, the, the abacus was very ordered and had these little things, and the rat had those tiny nails, and he was flicking up the light blue ones that I believe were worth a 1000 <laughs> which in rat is 7000 all right, I'm just loosening up here. Yeah, you know, just taking some taking some practice cuts. You, listen, you're supposed to follow these things just to I, get loose, man. I this is like me swinging the weighted bat in the on deck circle. I don't. None of this means anything, but it's a good exercise if you just uh, no matter where it takes you, follow it. Tripophobia. And I'm reading a great book. Jeez, what? Uh, yeah, Christian, look up a book called Chicken and Other Stories. It's written by this English cookbook guy his uh his name is simon tomlinson or something uh, simon hopkinson hopkinson it's called Folks, roast can I tell chicken you, and other stories yes uh, roast chicken and other stories is the best cookbook the most fun cookbook i've ever read and i just finished the first one and it must have been popular because i saw a second one on amazon and bought it called uh second helpings more roast chicken and other stories and i've got that sitting there waiting to read and I know what you're saying, reading cookbooks. I, I don't read all the recipes. His intros to these, he, he sets the book up according to product. And the the last section of uh, the first book was veal, and the one before that was tripe. So I'm freshly read up on tripe. This man actually ma- manages to make awful uh, seem good. And, and I, I think that's how you pronounce it, or awful. I, I'm not a fan. But there are parts of it's all the animal parts that you choose not to eat that that some people love, like livers, glands, testicles, tripe. And this guy has preparations for each of them. And I'm not saying the whole book's like that. I wouldn't be reading it. I'd be watching Grey's Anatomy. But uh, this book is uh, stunning. It's a great Christmas gift. And I don't have a piece of it. No, don't get paranoid. But uh, Roast Chicken and Other Stories, if you have somebody who's a cook or an epicure in your family, I think it would be a lovely gift. And there's a, two of them, and they're laid out beautifully, and the artwork is cute. And the way he writes about food, uh, it makes you think, I should put this down and go make this right now. Except, you know, all I have in my fridge is some, you know, as close as I get to fresh produce is, uh, you know, uncured pastrami. <laughs> I gotta start getting fresher stuff, Christian. Jesus, is it bad? Well, but I'm 65 and I'm in pretty good shape. But yeah. will this kill me? Will it shorten my life? No, I don't think so. I, think. I mean, can you theoretically? The other day, 
coming home from L.A. I had a business meeting. And uh, it was not business meeting in the traditional sense. I was being scolded by somebody for my my business. And uh, <laughs> he had a stethoscope. Anyway, um, and uh, he, uh, he gave me a prostate test. And it was my accountant. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming home and I had a pang for a McDonald's quarter pounder. Uh. And I had a driver. Once again, not a kid I hired. Somebody I co-opted off the road. Yeah. At Arrow Point. I had a longbow, crossbow. And I made him get in and drive me. And I had a quarter pounder. And as I was eating, I was thinking, I'm 65 as of last week or two weeks ago, something. And... Uh, Am I shortening my life having a quarter potter? And let me be accurate how many I might have a year. Four. Do you think that's that bad for you? Hey, Ian, I, what do you think? Man, McDonald's is always... I know. Ian looks healthy, so I'm asking yeah. him. Do you, do you, do, but do you think four quarter pounders a year can shorten my life? I don't know, but it kind of goes in and out. Oh, well, oh, he's obviously it's not that big a thing because yeah. in and out's got to be close. You know, I go to in and out, but I I, I just think of it as in now because I don't get out. I go into that fucking line, <laughs> and it, it reminds me of when the meteor is about to hit in Deep Impact, and Eddie Furlong and his chick get stuck on the dirt bike and they can't get out of town. That line at uh, in and out is the slowest freaking line on the planet Earth. Somebody, somebody told me they hire Mormon kids to work the window. And I'm thinking maybe the, it's in their hard drive to double the order, and that's what's taken so long because the uh, the multiple wives thing. That's my only Mormon joke. Anytime I hear Mormon, I go to the uh, – I think Arthur Conan Doyle wrote a brilliant Holmes novel. It's, it might be – or maybe it's called The Boscombe Valley Mystery. Something, but there's a there's one um, there's one great Sherlock Holmes. I don't think it's one of the short stories. I think it's one of the novels that's based on Joseph Smith and the Mormons. And uh, I know that somewhere along the line, they must have been able to have multiple lives. If you bring that up today, they, everybody frowns at you. I asked Mitt Romney about it once when I was with him, and I know he's a Mormon. I said, "What is the deal? Are you guys allowed to have?" Uh, and he said, no, you know, he didn't say for Christ's sake, he's, you know, straight arrow, but he gave me this look like, no, that hasn't existed. But at some point, I think they were allowed to have um, multiple lives. Did I ever tell you about the night I was flying with Romney after a speech? And uh, we we're sitting in the back and he said, I'm hungry. Do you want some peanut butter bread? I go, what? He said, let's go up into the galley. I'll make peanut butter bread. And he opens up and... Uh, it's the weirdest thing. I'm standing there. We're both in like, not PJs, but, you know, sort of flight uh, sweats, you know? Sure. And uh, he's, uh, I like to toast mine a little. You want some toasted peanut butter bread? I go, sure. He's a chunky or smooth. I said, just give, give me a piece of bread. What are we, fuck am I doing here? I'm not a Four Seasons. Just give me some peanut butter bread. He was the nicest guy in the world. So he made me peanut butter bread, and I took a big bite. And he looked at me and said, it's good, isn't it? And uh, I said, yeah. And he had a pair of Wayfarers on, and he whipped them off, and his eyes were wild. And he said, well, get used to a motherfucker, because it's spread with ecstasy. <laughs> no, he didn't. But the peanut butter part's true. <laughs> but he didn't slip me some X. All right. Let's go down this list, Christian. Yeah, let's, let's tighten up. Thanksgiving's here. 
Sure is. And did I do my joke about no stuffing because I don't want to fat shame the turkey? You did, yes. All right. Do you want me to pretend you didn't so you could tell it again? No. Okay. No. Good. No Just need to sure. get pissy. Oh, is hey. this the little man <laughs> I sired? Well, if you want to stay I'm going to go in order. Okay. Trump says Ivanka's personal email use in the government is not like Clinton's. Well, I don't know all that much about this story, but certainly I don't think she destroyed her emails I read, right? Right. She didn't well, delete it's different them. right there, isn't well, it? And also she wasn't a high level. She wasn't secretary of state. Let's just put it that right. way. You know? So why can't we just point out the obvious differences? Why can't we say that it's probably stupid and your haters are going to use it if you do it in the wake of your dad being pissed that somebody else did it? All right. So let's lay that out. And then let's come in with a trump card. She's not Secretary of State. I don't know there was 33,000 of them. And none of them have been erased. Why can't those two things coexist in the world? That it's a bit of a screw-up, and it's not as big a screw-up as Hillary, and it's not as nefarious as Hillary because she wiped them. There. I don't know why we can't think like this anymore. I'm not trying to absolve her completely, but for Christ's sake, it's not the end of the What do they want Trump, the, Trump to do, by the way, now? Start putting – who have they asked for him to put away now? Is, is his daughter-in-law, his son-in-law, Don Jr.? Oh, that's why he became president. He wants to put his kids on <laughs> Devil's Island. Yeah, then, that's why he's in there. <laughs> Jesus, what dunces. Um, Judge – Bars number two, number two. I feel like Karnak. Number two, number Judge two. Bars U.S. from enforcing Trump administration's asylum ban. Now I see where John John Roberts. Fuck John Roberts in the uh, robe he rode in on. What a whiny <laughs> piece of shit. Christ. I know, I know. I'm supposed to treat. He's a wise man now. It's Obi Wan. What a loser. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't bought John. Is his name? Uh, yeah, John. I'm Roberts. not calling him Waters, am I? No, that's a. Completely different gentleman. Yeah, I know. Waters, yeah. I'm just saying. But uh, this is John Roberts. Yes, um, John Roberts. For him to call that personal mandate attacks was as big a stretch as Reed Richards putting his head up his ass. Are you kidding me? I haven't trusted him since then. So he's a he's another virtue signaling moron who's going to chide Trump here. Trump's sick of the Ninth Circuit Court because they're a bunch of jerks. He's sick of running edicts that the president classically has been allowed to make through this Hawaiian judge in a strip mall on Kona where, you know, oh, l let me see if I can defend the country. Let me fly out to Hawaii. I'll go to the big guy. Hey, where do I find the guy who overruled Trump? Well, you go past uh, Jimmy Ho's spam hut. I think I've done this a few, <laughs> haven't I? No, not not. And you not go into the, the foothills of Diamond Head. Now, there'll be a guy there curing some sort of a uh, uh, breadfruit pox by throwing a chick into a volcano you make a left there go down two big palm trees and a sugar plantation and that's where the most powerful man in the world is christ i'm so sick of this shit if trump is pissed off at the ninth circuit court so am i they make some asshole rulings and for roberts to jump in and dive on it like oh shut up don't you think this is one of those things like when you say you should never know who the you know referees are and like the NFL or anything like w w why should we know anybody on the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals? You know, we shouldn't know any of these people's names. 
Well, I don't know their names, but I do know the contrarian, and the, the, whenever yeah. they have an appeal, they take it there, right? Yeah. So Trump's pissed off at it. I told you how those seven nations should have handled that no travel ban. I did it in the special. It's a good joke where when he said that they were shitholes, one of them should have had their their government office legally change their name to shithole. They would have been made for life. Can you imagine Pompeo comes in and he goes, hey, Yemen, change your name to shithole. Trump would have said, Yemen, get in here, noogies, just sit with me. You're taken care of forever, whatever you want, because you have a sense of humor. Christ, everybody is so uptight. Trump's the president. Of course he should make some of these calls. Who's this judge who makes the call? I didn't even vote on him. So um, John Roberts can, you know. Stick it up as well. If there's not too big a stick up his ass already, he can stick this up his ass. This is a great time for me to interject. You know, the special that you mentioned, well, I don't Dennis. Know what triggered that? Imagine me saying, if he doesn't already have too big a stick up his ass, he should stick this up the ass, and Christian gets a flash, a thought bubble. Where did this lead you? Well, because you mentioned your special, so oh, I thought okay. it was a great time to let people know. The special he's speaking of, Fake News, Real Jokes, now available on Amazon, iTunes, Steam, Google Play, and other platforms. You can also get an audio-only album available at all digital and physical audio retailers. Yeah, but listen, folks, these dates with Stein are big. If I don't sell these dates, I'm out. Of I'm everything. Out, you'll never hear from me again. Now, if you want that. Buy a ticket? No, it wouldn't work. <laughs> Return the tickets you've already bought, if that's <laughs> yes, what they buy want. The <laughs> <laughs> Reading, Pennsylvania, February. Christ, how hard can it be? Buy a ticket. I'm out here busting my ass every week. Christian, do I have I seen a cent from this podcast? I, I don't believe you have. No, I, well, I, I told you I haven't. What? No. I wouldn't lie to you. I said I. Well, I just in. I just didn't know if that had changed. So I was just saying that. Uh, yeah. No. I, so you don't even trust me. No. I, do I? I'm trust talking any? about my earnings on the air. <laughs> could I be any more candid? <laughs> no, you could not be more candid. Now maybe there's a year end settlement or something. Yeah. And uh, you know, but I don't call every week and whine about it. I like doing it. But for God's sakes, I got to sell some of these tickets, and I'm I'm just being candid with you. Can I tell you something about? Syracuse on Saturday, February twenty third. Is it is it to my advantage or is this another no uh, ball bust? Thing? No, no, no. But it's uh, it, it's something that uh, someone on Twitter pointed out to me. Yeah, the time is not announced, but Duke is playing Syracuse in basketball that night. You're kidding me. Yeah. Oh, who booked that? Um, I know I didn't. Oh, in Syracuse. I believe so. That's that's according to someone on Twitter, which I can easily Google it to verify. Christ. Well, we got to cancel that date because the others are selling okay. I was wondering why. I can't believe it. I got to call my friend Robin, who I love still, but <laughs> sorry, this is the saddest thing I've ever heard. So, so, so Syracuse is playing Duke. So this in is Syracuse. So this should have been an off the, the night of our show. Okay, I should have just emailed this to you. Sorry. Uh, yes. That is the worst booking I've ever heard. Hey, we're playing this aircraft carrier. You can't. They're signing the armistice with Japan on that air. What? The? Holy Christ. 
<laughs> Nobody's paying attention to my career. That's the stupidest thing. Um, I'm sorry, folks. I got to gather myself here. Christian, do you have something you can say? I mean, really, that bolo punched me, man. Sure. I, I don't have any air in my solar plexus. I can always let people know that if they want to interact with the show on Twitter, <laughs> they can use the hashtag Dennis Miller option. They can tweet oh. Dennis at Dennis DMZ. And oh. if you'd want to tweet me, because I'm very important, at Christian DMZ. And Christian, at the end of the show, can you make me a, uh, a note to call my booking agent Solieri from Amadeus? <laughs> Jesus, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Really, I gotta, I gotta tear somebody a new one. But what, you know, I'm not exactly hot right now. Nobody gives a shit. He's probably thinking, good, maybe he'll leave me alone. All right. So uh, Syracuse playing Duke that night in Syracuse. If you're not going to that <laughs> in the Syracuse Dome, which I believe is forty thousand seats, or yeah, thirty thousand, the Carrier Dome, Carrier it's Dome. called, right? Yeah. And I think it seats 30,000. So if you're the 31,000 and the 32,000 are looking for something to do, then they'd come over and see Mark and I. <sighs> All right. I'm going to gather myself here because I'm a pro. Not really, but we're on steel. You know, it's like I'm, in, I'm on Everest. I got to get up there before the sun sets or I'll freeze up on this fucking mountain and nobody will care. Uh, all right. What's next? Um, asylum Ben, We talked about that. Uh, Chris, I, I got to hurry this pace along because we got thirty of these, and I'm only on three. Yeah. How long have we been on? Uh, we've done a solid half hour. Might All even right. be so. 35. Some of these I'm going to buzz through, yeah. folks. But I am tidying this up today because I'm sick of. Uh, all these backup. <laughs> Look, so, I'll just so. I'll just send them all to you next week. Um, Trump finally considers visiting war zone troops in Iraq or Afghanistan after blaming unbelievably busy schedule amid claims he is too scared to go because someone might kill him. Well, I trust me, anybody who goes over there, except outside of Bob Hope, who Larry Gelbart told me could fall asleep in three seconds. <sighs> Larry said they're, they're taking incoming ones in the plane. Skinos has pulled his hat down. Larry's like 19. He's a joke writer. Pop, 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 pop. You're ripping up the side of the plane. They get down and, uh, you know, Larry says I'm like a cat up on the roof of the plane. Scared shitless. Bob wakes up, pulls his hat back, and he uh, looks uh, at uh, Larry. Says, "Hey, can you get me three jokes on kaleidoscopes?" <laughs> you know, like he didn't even give a shit. <laughs> so anyway, everybody's scared who goes over there, and um, unbelievably busy schedule. Yeah, I believe he is a busy guy. He seems like the hardest working president. Should uh, should go over probably for the Christmas season. And here, everybody always says, oh, you kiss Trump's ass. Trump should have been uh, in, in Walter Reed or uh, Bethesda, or I guess Walter Reed's gone now, Bethesda or Arlington on Veterans Day. Don't know what that was about. Uh, not even going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I don't think he does, too. I think I just saw in the Chris Wallace thing. Mistake. Bad move. He does make mistakes. You just can't isolate his mistakes because every fucking day they tell you it's the end of the world with Trump. It isn't. But is he an idiot some days? Yes, he is. And they should, like, uh, set up the idiot days by just shutting up on some of the days where it's going well. Uh, Trump answers Mueller's question. Fucking Mueller about to move into his third year, isn't he? Yeah. 
I don't mean the end of the third year. I'm not trying to oversell no. this. But once an investigation year. moves into a third year, it's 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 not an investigation anymore, isn't it? Like a Damon Lindelof miniseries or something? Isn't it lost? Is that his name, Lindelof? Yes, that is Damon Lindelof. You didn't think I knew that? Did I you? D- I was just surprised. Yeah, I know everything. And I know you're out to get me. I, I am. I thought you were more of a Carlton Cuse guy. Oh, sure. Cuse and I, we go way back. We, uh, and by the way, Duke is playing Carlton Cuse <laughs> the night I'm in Syracuse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? I feel like calling him on the air. Oh, um, my we, we could God. if you want to. I'm, I'm calling Gervitz. <laughs> Casey woke up for a second. He's like, huh? Could we? Can you hear that? Oh, Gervitz. This that? is the day before Thanksgiving. You think Gervitz is going to answer any phone anywhere? Hang on. I'm calling my guy. <laughs> I thought I well, was I your guy. I, I, I haven't talked to him since he booked me into Pearl on December 7, 1941. <laughs> I was doing a breakfast show there. <laughs> He said, there's some late arrivers. I said, they're Japanese. (laughs) You're right, Christy. He's not picking up. I'm so pissed he must be sensing my Carillion glow or something. Nah, they're off. What, are you kidding me? Yeah. They're at home. You know what they're being thankful for? (laughs) They're not going to be in Syracuse. Yeah, They all sit there and they laugh. I want the Pope's nose and pass me some green bean casserole. That is in Syracuse during the Duke game. Oh, my God. All right. Trump teases appearance. Yeah, Trump should come to the White House correspondence dinner. And I I said he should come as the entertainer and the president. I'd love that if he just took his tie off when he was the entertainer. Come in a tie. Speak as the president. Take the tie off. I want to tell you, folks. And uh, (laughs) I think that'd be a cool move. Um, Trump wanted Justice Department to prosecute Hillary and James Comey, but White House lawyers derailed him. Of course they should have prosecuted him. I I, I don't know what to say. I can't believe Comey, um, that everybody doesn't look. Does he not look shaky to you? I mean, a lot of these guys do, but he he absolutely does. Oh, for Christ's sake. It's like if... It's like if Lurch was smuggling hash in Midnight Express, he looks so shaky. Of course you got to shake him down. And Hillary lost 33,000 emails. Scrubbed them. And, and everybody can play like that. The, that's about yoga, because obviously she's so ripped. Huh? Yeah, that, she's, she's into yoga. Uh-oh. Who, who do I sound like now? It's like Rickles. <laughs> Remember Don used to periodically say something that made no sense, and that would make me laugh the most. But I started down, and usually you find something at the end of a sentence. I found nothing. You know, I said, just push that down the road. Last time Hillary Clinton touched her toes, and that was the weak cheese I came up with. Let's take a second now and do joke class and figure out what is. How, when would be the last time she touched her toes? You know, the most brilliant thing about this is that you actually cut out and we lost connection with you. I'm not even kidding. For when you oh, really? told that joke. Yeah, oh, so. I told the best joke. I Let's know. move on. Sure um, I said, it, I'll let you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. The last time Hillary Clinton touched her toes. And then, <laughs> slappy, thank you. And then I just killed it. And uh, I'll let you figure it out. 
Obama suggests Trump is a confused, angry racist and has mummy issues. What is I I I don't know about this. What is Trump have a bad relationship with his mummy? That wasn't something that I that I'd ever heard. So. Wasn't Obama's dad he estranged? Yeah, I, I think that uh, oh, you know, it was a, Jesus let people who uh, live in glass nuclear family <laughs> units <laughs> cast the you know shouldn't throw stones. I I don't remember uh, you know the, the the Obamas being the Waltons either. So uh, if Trump is uh, I don't think Trump's a racist though. I I I don't see that. I, I don't get that. I, I don't know what what is he. It seems to me that isn't his uh, black approval rate higher than before? Yeah, I think. I mean, than, than other presidents? I just don't get. I, I'm honest to God, I'm not trying to wind people up. I haven't seen him express anything that tells me he doesn't like black people. And if people are going to say, well, the border thing, I'm going to say, well, at some point, if you just let anybody come in the border, let's face facts, in a sad, in a sad country where people's don't shoot for the stars in many ways like they used to a lot of uh, jobs that are on the lower end of the pay scale and the esteem scale are uh, manned by black men and women in this country so if these people are going to come in and co-opt those jobs do i view that racist against black people i i, I don't if anything for him to say i'd like to keep some of these uh, jobs that involve less education they don't pay as well i'm not trying to sugarcoat it i'm not going to stop and say um, you know, like he did about other countries. I won't do that about people's gigs. When I'm in a McDonald's and I see that plaque for the employee of the month or I'm at Costco, I ask if that person's there and I thank them. I do. It makes me feel good. And I think it makes them feel good because you can never get ironic about somebody who's left their house to bust their ass, to make a living, to feed themselves and their kids. And anybody who's poo-pooing or pashawing or saying those are shit jobs, they've missed the point completely. That person is taking a stand. Hopefully it's a temporary stand against the vagaries of just floating through life with no dedication, not calling on yourself to do something. So listen, everybody says, well, what can I do to one good first step? I find it's cathartic as if that person's working that day. You find them and you thank them in a non-ironic way. And they have to understand that, that you're not taking a piss because I've done it to a couple of people who look at you like you're crazy. And then just say, hey, listen, I just wanted to thank you for doing your job well. Good for you. And leave it at that. It doesn't have to get saccharine Then they think you're a fucking weirdo that way. But just give some propers to people. So this whole thing about, uh, I didn't even know how I got there. But, uh, oh, racism. Um, I, I don't get it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I know people think he's a Klansman. I don't get it. I haven't seen that. Um, let's see. Uh, Ten. Well, we're moving along now. Yeah. Sarah Palin's attempt to mock a Casio-Cortez fumble backfire on Twitter. Well, listen, uh, you know, I, I, people always acted like I thought Palin was a, a brain surgeon. If you're asking me, do I think Palin's as smart as uh, Maxine Waters or Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, I do. And I guess you'll just have to say, well, you're an asshole then, or I agree with you, whatever you want. I don't care. I don't care to change anybody's mind. I met Sarah Palin a couple times and thought she was a nice woman. Uh, I, do I think that, uh, you know, would I have picked her as my VP that early in the game? No. 
That was McCain's deal, though. And then for McCain to dement about that and her not to be at the funeral and all that, that's his problem. Listen, John McCain did the bravest thing I've ever heard of in public life when he was a young man. That blows my mind. Does that mean he's perfect for the rest of his days? No. I think his ego got really big. He made the pick, not me. I was never embarrassed of her. She seems to be about as smart as most people are or as unsmart as most people are. He's the one who made the pick. And I don't think it reflected well on him when he got a little shakier, as minions did later in life. But uh, I think John was playing for the New York Times, uh, uh, you know, what's it called? Death notice or what's that called? The the obit. obit. Yeah. Yeah. I think John shot his last two years through the obit in the Times, which I never got because I remember when he was running for president, they had an above the fold story with a picture of his quote unquote mistress on the front page. It never existed. It wasn't true. And for him to seek out that obit, uh, I don't get it, folks. I don't get it. I have it written in my will that my uh, there'll never be any star anywhere. All that bullshit is bullshit. When I see people get a star on the Holly, the, the day after I'm gone, unless it's the day between two podcasts and there's a fresh one the next day you can listen to. I don't give a shit if anybody remembers <laughs> me. But like I said, if, if I croak it out on the yeah. day between podcasts, you at least owe me to listen to the second one and to go see me when I'm fucking performing in Syracuse. Jeez. I'm still steaming about that. Um, Next. Got to pick the pace up here. Warning. Do not eat any romaine lettuce. None. Gladly. (laughs) Gladly. Because, you know, I was going to go force a piece of endive up my rectal hole right after the show. Now, not so much. Mark Zuckerberg says he won't step down as Facebook chairman praises Sheryl Sandberg. Don't give a shit. Could care less. All I know is they're fucking me around on Facebook. I agree. And I, uh, they can fuck me around if they want. It's your thing. I just wish somebody would call me. That's all I'm looking for is say, Dennis, we don't want you on Facebook. I wouldn't tell anybody. Honest to God, you'd never hear about this again. I just wouldn't be on Facebook. I'm a little pissed off at the games bullshit. But I, listen, I've got, what, a million eighty. At one point, I had a million one twenty. And I was going up every month, and now I'm down 40000 in six months. goes down every week, and people say, hey, why don't I get notifications on you anymore? I said to Christian, why don't you pay 3 bucks and hit that boost profile? You said that's even unavailable to us. Yeah, so... Just I- somebody listening, or some, somebody calls somebody that they know at Facebook, just tell them to put up a post. I won't take it down. Just say, listen, we think you're an asshole. Don't use our thing, and I'll leave tomorrow. No harm, no foul. But as long as you fuck around like this, I'm, I'm trying to figure out some clever way to to uh, talk about you being wusses about it. Quit being wusses about it. Just don't let me on your thing. Um, let's see. Uh, Northern Exposure is getting a re- reboot. And Johnny Corbett's going to be on? Well, Rob Morrow's definitely confirmed a star in it, and your pal John Corbett will be a producer but it's not confirmed as to whether oh or not he's going God. to act. I just it. had dinner with John two nights ago. He didn't tell me. I'll call him and get more for this next time. James Woods helps person claiming to be suicidal veteran. I have all night. Would love to talk. I met Jimmy Woods twice. He was a match. And he's a genius, too, by the way. I'm just talking about smarts. 1,600 boards. Super smart cat. Uh, great actor. 
obviously blackballed to a much larger degree than I am with my, you know, wussy Facebook protestations. Because who, you know, Jimmy Woods is a great. You go watch him in Casino. Does it? <laughs> is he inhabit Skeev? Watch him in Boost when he overdoses on coke on the bad couch. I'm telling you, it's one of the most amazing. Christian, do you remember it? I don't. He seizes up from some bad blow on a shitty couch in a bad apartment in the valley in a movie called Boost. Sean Young and he. I do not. You got to watch him. Jotting that one down. So um, I can believe this about Jimmy. And, you know, I golfed with him in Vegas, and I told you, excuse me, I'm quelling a burp here, and simultaneously I've got some post-nasal drip. It met in the middle and filmed uh, some sort of ectoplasm. <laughs> Get Ernie Hudson in here with some sort of ghost gun. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, oh, and his, uh, his right-hand man is the cat from the Four Seasons movie. No. Yeah, you know the cat who... Uh, no, no, it was not Jimmy. It was, it was Joe Pesci was in the foursome, too. Pesci's right-hand man is the cat from the Four Seasons who wasted all their money and got them in deep. He's not a singer anymore, obviously. He's Joe's right-hand man. And uh, actually a funny cat. I told you about that time that Joe Pesci came to my room at the uh, MTV Awards as Tommy. I don't know if I remember that. Knock at the door. I'm about to go on hosting the MTV Awards, either the first or second time. Uh, I hear a knock at the door. I open up Pesci in a tux with like those long pointy mob collars. He's and, and you're gonna write some jokes for me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I said this is the trippiest thing. Ever. <laughs> can I call you Tommy? He said, Yeah, if you want, you can if you want to be an asshole. <laughs> uh, that was a crazy night, man. Uh, so many weird things happened that night. I told you I went out. Who was I with afterwards? Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. We went to this party in the bowels beneath some building in New York. It was like, you know, it was like uh, in Oliver Stone's movie, The Doors. Sure. Where they're at that Warhold party. And Nico, the chick's down the hall. And she looks down at Jim. And it's all that green uh, fight scene born ultimatum lighting and she goes Morrison it was like that sort of creepy party down in these long thin hallways I'm with Billy Corgan and Marilyn Manson comes up and Billy says uh, Dennis this is Marilyn and I, I can't call you Marilyn brother what's your name and he's well Marilyn is what I go by I said yeah, yeah I get on that but we're you know we're in a party what do you want me to call you Eddie Jimmy he gets all pissed. Billy's just howling, standing. Billy Cargo was a funny cat, man. <laughs> I can't even share that. Something he told me once that made me laugh so hard. But uh, so Manson's in a fit of, fit of peak. I've taken the dark master of the universe and pissed him off because I won't call him Marilyn. Anywho, yeah. welcome to my life. He looks like more of a Brian anyway, and that's his real name. Uh, Amber Tamlin describes panic. And considered giving her baby to Canada after the 2016 presidential. Well, every once in a while you read a story about a great mom and it brings tears to us. Good job, Amber. That's why I grabbed it. Yeah, that's uh, that's very touching. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for the good of the baby, Dennis. Yeah, maybe you can find a a stranger in a bus terminal to breastfeed it to. Just because you're in the good mum business. 
a rare snake found with two heads in Virginia. Uh, and Amber Tamblin has asked it the parent it's or the right head because <laughs> Trump won. All right, here's we're in the back stretch now. So, uh, beleaguered Broward County election supervisor Brenda Snipes resigns. Fine, she's a crook. Trump says it'll be a good time to shut down the federal government of Congress. I hope he does. You know, they always talk about who shut down the government. I always want to know who the asshole is who started it back up again. Uh, shut it down. I, of course you should shut it down. Trump's losing his mojo because he's not delivering on some of this shit. And if there's not going to be a wall, if he's not going to build a wall, he should shut it down and let the chips fall. If that gets him voted out of office, fine. If it doesn't, fine. But at least put it in the public discourse. A lot of people want a wall down there. And you know my feeling, Christian, is you sell signage on the wall. And then every 10 miles, there's a drive-in. And this is how we pay for it. You know, behind a home plate at the baseball games, they always rotate the signage. Yeah. So on the wall, you put up signs for Shake Shack. <laughs> Just a thought. Uh, Trump blasts former admiral. Not interested. Doing what Billy Murray used to do in his Oscar podcast. I love that. Didn't see it. Say, he used to get best supporting actress and he'd just flick him off. I actually sat with him one night when he did that. Oh my God, I think I have a picture. He was the guest host. And uh, yeah, I'm looking at it. I have a picture of me sitting next to him with the Oscar board. And he did that with you? Yeah. Well, it's years later, obviously. No, no, no. no but I mean, the show. It, it just must be something. Let me grab the picture I want to look at. I haven't looked at it in years, but I have it hanging and I never look at it. It must be something they've cut out of the rerun because uh, I have never seen that. That's amazing. I'm not in any of the reruns. Well, yeah, because the. Because I'm not in any sketches, but yeah. I've got the picture here. I'll show it to you next time. Christ, these cords are like. Holy Medusa's hairdo! <laughs> Batman. <laughs> They're all over me. Ian, look at that. Is that crazy? Dirk Bogard wasn't that tied up by Charlotte Rampling and the Night Porter. I'm in the worst sport coat in the world. I'm howling. Billy's pointing at something and our floor manager. What are the movies? Best actress. Harper. Uh, I don't know what year this is. Best picture, Platoon. Okay, there's so it the year. should be 87, probably. The 87 Oscars. Oh, movies from forgot 86. you were Leonard Maltin's... Uh, I'm not good. I'm not good for much. Uh, but uh, it's a cool picture, and Billy looks good. And God, he made me laugh that night. He is so... That's hip on hip with Billy. Billy's as hip as it gets. That should be the night that he did the uh, out-of-shape Hercules sketch as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Hercules, lift this boulder. <laughs> I cannot possibly lift that boulder. As you can see, I'm out of shape. Perhaps if you have a smaller boulder. <laughs> and you know who the voice was, was Jim Downey. Oh, he had such a great, has such a great voice. Yeah, he did that flat thing. Uh, Trump blasts former admiral. I didn't give a shit about that. Trump warns he'll turn off cameras facing reporters. Um, yeah, I like that idea. And uh, Or use uh, funhouse cameras. <laughs> you know, like mirror things where yeah. Costa stands up and he's all blurry and weird. Or, you know, that app the Kardashians always use where they make themselves look like Pekingese or something? <laughs> yes. Or Ariana Grande broke up with Pete Davidson as a 
you know, like a salamander face or something. <laughs> it's that look. They yeah. should use that thing for them to ask their questions. Uh, Maroon 5. This kid can sing his ass off, by the way. Yeah. I went to the... And I didn't know what to think of them. I'd always heard that name, Maroon 5, and, I, and the name seems jive to me. But I went to the 50th anniversary of the Beatles on the Sullivan Show. And I think you'll see me sitting right behind Ringo and Paul next to him. I didn't say a word. I wasn't going to bug him. But since then, I met Ringo. I told you I met Ringo, right? You did. <laughs> and I met Paul that night briefly. Went back, and I was with uh, Olivia Harrison, George's wife, and we went back and said hi to Paul and his trailer. So that was a big night for me. But uh, uh, Maroon 5 kid, Adam Levine, started it off, and he killed it. He had a great voice. So I guess they want him to boycott the uh, Super Bowl now, yeah, right? That's what the, oh, that's what the petition that. says, yeah. You know why Rihanna boycott? Because I don't think they'll allow you to lip sync, right? Yeah, I think. Isn't that an easy one for her to say, I'm out because of Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. I don't think you want to be on in front of two billion people unless you got your bag packed. I, I don't know much about her, but that warble sounds a little studio produced to me. Have, does she sing live? Has anybody seen her sing live? You know, I think a lot of times with contemporary performers, when you see them perform live and and I'm using air quotes, that you know, there's so much technology, there's so many tracks, and their voices even performing live isn't really that live anyway. Well, the night I was there, I think the kid, as an homage to the Beatles, sang live Adam Levine, and he killed it. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, he has a great voice. He should s sing there. And yeah. forty five thousand signatures for fuck? Are you kidding me, folks? <laughs> You could put out a – this is such a pain in the ass, whiny country that you could, uh, you know, put out a thing that uh, the the source of all our current woes is the fucking squirrel water skiing. You'd get 45,000 signatures on it. <laughs> so 45,000 signatures is nothing. El Chapo, which, by the way, when I don't have my, uh, my lubricating beeswax lipstick is my nickname <laughs> – um, he uh, he paid his form paid the former Mexican president six million dollars in bribe. Well, listen, then take the under because I'm surprised he only paid him that much. Because uh, <laughs> if you're only paying the Mexican president six million dollars in bribes, you've missed the point. That doesn't even get you on the waiting list to get in the poker game. Uh, topless feminist protesters storm rally commemorating forty third anniversary of uh, General Franco's death. Listen, some people like to show their breasts, right? If, if that's your reason on any given day, all I can say is I always think that I'll bet you some of these uh, women had great breastial development. Because you're not, listen, if you're not happening in that area, I don't think you're going out for Franco's 45th dead anniversary. <laughs> is that a reason? to uh, go open casket, quite frankly, is what we refer to. Woman protester dies and more than 100 others are injured during roadblocks in France. Well, I can tell you, the, the frogs go tools down in a millisecond. I was on my way from Paris out to Charles de Gaulle once when somebody called a wildcat strike. My guy pulled to the berm, a mow out, and I had to schlep it up the highway. So I know the, the frogs are always looking for a reason to get on a Bernays drip. And it doesn't take a whole lot. All I know is something's wrong in Paris when you've got kids turning over Peugeots in the Paris suburbs at age 20, 
Paris, the ultimate hub of hedonism for much of the world's history, the place where you would go as a horned dog to lead the Bacchanalian life, flipping cars over in their 20s because they told him their dental might be paid for, not be paid for when they're 65. Now, something is wrong about that system, that when you take kids who are otherwise doing blow, uh, you know, uh, off the small of the back of a girl they just met in Bandouche are now out flipping things because they're worried about their dental 40 years down the road. Irate passenger tries to burn his luggage in the middle of an airport after his Pakistani airlines flight was grounded due to bad weather. And, you know, when you try to light your fire, uh, uh, your luggage on fire in the middle of a Pakistani airport, I'm surprised anybody noticed, okay? <laughs> because that's the most mellow guy in the airport in any given moment in Pakistan. Cleveland Browns and Condoleezza Rice deny team wants to <coughs> interview her for Well, I just think the uh, – who's that cat and his wife? Jimmy Haslam, is that his name? I think so. I think they're in the virtue signaling business, and that's why Hugh Jackson went 1-32 or 1-31. And that's why they lose a lot. And uh, consequently, they're losing their fan base. And I would remind you that there's no more vivid evidence of that than they're the one team that can't afford can't afford a fucking decal for their helmet. <laughs> they have to go and they, they go, we're operating on such tight margins. Should we get a picture for our helmet? No. <laughs> no. Just leave it. Uh, well, what color do you want to use? A chuck-a-boot. A chuck-a-boot. <laughs> Um, could water consumption be hurting you? Yeah, sure. And you know what else hurts you? Not consuming water. That's true. We live on the whiny edge. Uh, Silicon Valley wages have dropped for all... And by the way, if you were going to bury your breasts, wouldn't you do it in Silicon Valley? (laughs) See what I'm doing? I'm interweaving these stories. Nice callback. Uh, all except the highest paid jobs, because the kids are get bought off easily. You know that. Yeah. They have a common area with two bean bags in it and a fucking Yoo-Hoo dispenser, and the kids don't ask for pay. We go in here, and uh, we're allowed to have any drink we want for free. And then we have uh, we we have a seed dispenser. Uh, how's about can I get paid? <laughs> But you know that's what they buy these kids off with nowadays, yeah. right? All yeah. that sort of stuff. You can play video games at lunch. Yeah, but nobody's getting paid. So, you know, uh, it's a smart play for them. And as long as they get away with it, there are certain things. I'm trying to think. I've been in a few common areas lately as I was pitching in a show idea I had. And one of the things is free drink dispensers. They, they love that. And then they had, like, gummy dispensers and seeds and such. And... uh Big common area with uncomfortable chairs or chairs that look like a human hand. You know that look? You ever check into a green hotel and your fucking reading chair is a human hand? Called that. <laughs> Christ, can I get a chair? I'm just, just, what am I, Fay Ray? Uh, I'm in a room. Uh, stranded camel entertains motorists along snowy roadway. But here's the ironic thing. You know how he entertained them? He blew himself. <laughs> That's entertainment. All right. <laughs> That's all I had. That's my 30 topic. I Let love that shut we, that up. I love that we Here, did 30. My anal retentive part dictates I uh, yeah. hit that trash can. Don't you love hitting that little trash can I and do. getting rid of shit? 
What's the second one that looks like a bird feeder? Oh, I think you have uh, different uh, symbols up there because I've got an explanation. Well, I have a computer point. called an apple. Have you ever heard of that, Christ? Every time I bring it up, you always act like, oh, well, listen, I've got Michael Dell's pacemaker. You don't have an apple? I do have a Dell, as a matter of fact, yes. Oh. Well, there's a trash can, and then there's like a flag blowing in the wind, and then in the middle there's wherever. I just hit it accidentally, and it went somewhere. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't want to do that. Now, where's that at? I'm looking. Inbox? No. Casey, Maybe you have a, you have an apple. Can you uh, navigate those uh, Casey, sim- what's that thing? In- uh, he doesn't have one. He does. Thanks for the help, guys. Really. <laughs> thanks for throwing me in the line here. Well, it would have been hard for him to turn on his microphone. That's what it looked like. Now, listen. I I have a question. Here, I can't be candid here. I have to ask you something off the air. Uh, so I asked you, Christian. Yeah. Shouldn't an interview, a seven-minute interview, be just easy? Yeah, of course. I mean, really, should you be talking about... Uh, I do a seven-minute interview periodically with a cat. The last time I was on um, was the the day after the uh, shooting. Yeah. And the kid was asking me what I think the reasons were behind all that. And I said, you know, the day after these shootings, my friend, when I'm just on doing a comedy segment with a guy that I don't know, I just like to say that I I take a couple days off. I don't try to have wisdom about it. I try to be devastated about it, or I don't have to try to be devastated about it. I think about people saying, don't pray for them. That's all I know how to do. I go light a candle at a church. I try to sit down and think, can I learn anything from this, or can I glean any wisdom that might help the culture? I come up empty-handed like everybody, but I certainly don't go on the radio the next day and try to be pithy about it. He got pissed at me. Now he wants to interview me again, and I'm thinking, it shouldn't it be easier than that? I so mean, I have asked you the question. Yeah. I won't say the name and all that. No. But I mean, it was the black cast, and we're sorry. Okay, we thought you'd have some good thoughts. My apologies. no, but you know what I mean. It's just like there are people out there really think their living is predicated on resolving the unresolvable. Yeah, you know, the day after that shooting, I have trouble thinking about it without getting like just you know back in the bed. Yeah, that you're so broken by it. So to think that there are cats out there, and you've got two minutes, and they want you to wrap it up. It's just it's. Dare I say, I find it disrespectful in some odd way. And now I have to think about this interview. Um, all right, Christian, what else we got? Anything else you want to read? Uh, we have uh, done a good We've job done our with ads. all the plugs and uh, the ads we did on uh, Monday's show. We've had a delicious Thanksgiving dinner already, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, is this for tomorrow? This is for oh, that's, Thanksgiving that, that's day. a shame because I was going to sit down and tell you an old Thanksgiving story. Sit around, kids. Get up close. This one's called, hey, I think he's joking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ann bought me a a goat calendar. It's the greatest. A goat calendar? For my birthday. It was nice of them. You know, I was always talking about doing a coffee table book about on one page you have the greatest of all time in a particular endeavor, and on the other side just a picture of a goat. (laughs) Ian... I think that must have tickled his funny bone, but he bought me a goat calendar. <laughs> and I'm looking on the wall, it just reminded me that I uh, that he gave it to me. Thank you, Ian. That was a sweet idea. 
Um, all right. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving. And Christian, how many edits should we do today? Did I do something else that was wrong? Oh, that didn't matter. That was I had the wrong password. This is well, last. He's talking, he's talking, Adam. He's talking Christ, about last week's so, show. What are we, listen to Christian. He was just trying to help. He's talking about immediately. Monday show. You're like, we can't edit Monday's fuck? show you, now. Blofeld. <laughs> that is a bad it. idea. Number six. <laughs> you don't have the talking stick. Helping. So it's, hey, it's, it's helping to tell us what we should take out of yesterday's show. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> What a way to go into a Thanksgiving or whatever is it the day after. I it's Black Friday. Is this when this will run Friday? No, it'll it'll be on Thanksgiving Day. But it, yeah, maybe people will listen. The I'm next always day. afraid to buy on Black Friday because I think like they're ripping you off. Is it is it actually good deals? No, I mean you'll get the same deals within the next three weeks for sure. Because usually I'm all. Uh, I find that all my stocking stuffers are wrapped up much earlier in the year because of the plethora of cathing commercials out there. <laughs> uh, the people, you ever see the guy who flies the small plane and he can change catheters yeah. out in mid-flight? I'm very impressed by that gentleman. Yeah, it just kills me where the guy says, I can go up, uh, you know, you know the gas tank he has. You ever see the gas tank? It's like a hot water bottle. You know, he's up there for 14 minutes. He's like, I don't even have to land mid-flight. I can cast it out to nothing. Fuck. How long is that? It's like a fucking riding mower with a wing on it. How long are you up there for that you have to worry about pissing? All right. Then I'll leave you to that Thanksgiving motion. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to the Dennis Miller Option. Until next time, that's the show, and we are out of here. <laughs>